Hey, welcome back to Elevator Inspiration for Sunday School. This is our last week lesson. This is lesson 13, the last lesson for this quarter. And we are talking about impartial love. So let's get with it. You know, oftentimes we talk about discrimination, uh, showing favoritism, uh, showing bias. Um, uh, it's a long-standing view that many people think that you have faith when you have wealth, that God has blessed you because you have wealth and that faith have enabled you to gain favor with God. Ministers also use the prosperity gospel that teaches that healing and wealth can both be yours if you have enough faith, which is shown by the amount of money you give to church. Now we know that's that's false teaching. We got to be careful about those type of ministry. We're going to look at today is the question is, are the wealthy really more beloved by God? That's what we're going to focus on today. So let's get ready. All right. First, we're going to be coming from um, the book of James. James is actually um, the brother of Jesus, the half brother. They have the same mother. He's actually after Jesus was born. Uh, James comes next. And there are four other kids um, that is born to Joseph and Mary. James did not believe Jesus at the beginning of his ministry, but later on he does. Uh, so James' audience is mainly the Jews that was brought up under the Old Testament, under the Jewish law. So we're, that is important as we go through these scriptures. And you'll notice how James write, and he write to that particular audience. All right, so the first question is this. A correction, not the question. The first outline actually is taken from James' the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. My brethren, have not the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of person. Now, that's showing favoritism. In other words, what James is saying is, did not Jesus, when he was here on earth, did he show favoritism? And now we have a case study as we look at verses two through four. He takes an individual and he says, what if a person comes to your assembly and he's dressed with fine clothes? And then there's another individual that comes with not so fine clothes. He's more filthy clothes. Notice verse three. You pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and you say to him, you sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man with the one with the filthy clothes, you stand over there. Sit here on my footstool. Have you not shown favoritism is what he's saying. Hmm. So he's telling the people in that day and time, we got to be careful not to show favoritism, not favor, favor the wealthy individual more so than the poor individual. Let's go to the next slide. So the question, when we look at this question right here and we start looking in and you, we start talking about favoritism in the church or favoritism in America. So how do the implication of verse two and three for you change, if at all, as you realize that those working in a minimum wage job in America are the top 10% standard of living in the world. So in what ways are the poor in today's wealthier than the rich in the first century AD? Why is this question important? So we are gazing here. We're looking, sometimes we look at scriptures and we're looking at it from a Western viewpoint. 
I want you to look at the scripture from a global viewpoint. And we'll discuss this tomorrow. Next question is, in what way should you turn sympathy into the action were you to see the issue of James 2 and 3 actually occur in the church? So how can you take that situation? You can turn it into sympathy. And then a deeper question is, should your action focus on correcting the perpetrator or comforting the victim? Why? Okay, something to think about. So as we go to the next scriptures, this is um, James the um, 5 through 7. Now, I want you to notice the outline, the fifth verse talks about in faith. This is where when I opened up and I said, is the rich consider more favorable to God or the poor? Look at the scripture here, hearken my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith? Mm, something to think about. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith? And heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to them that love him? Now, against oppression, verses six and seven, but ye despise the poor. You do not, um, uh, you do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat. Do not they blaspheme and worthy your worthy name by which you are called? In other words, we sometimes focus so much and show favoritism to the one who has money or can help us. How many times we hear it says, I'm going to help them that can help me. Uh, we say oftentimes it's who you know. Now, when you think about those individuals that can help you or who you know, they in turn have gotten where they are because they sometimes oppress the poor. This is what is happening in James' day. The rich people are the ones who are oppressing the poor. They also did that in the Old Testament. And he criticized them for doing that. All right, let's move on. So the question I want you to think about is, when finding yourself a victim of discrimination, of favoritism, in what context is it, in what context is it best to push back verbally versus merely walking away and why so when you find yourself in a situation where you're being discriminated against when should you walk away or when you should convert it convert confront that and then consider the reverse of that situation how should you react in cases where others have patronized you seen a pattern of patriotism over defensible ways towards you. Mm, something to think about. Now let's get down to our end. Here's two things I want to spend a little time on. We have the royal law and we have the law of liberty. The royal law is what is the king's law. So if you look at verse eight, it says, if you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, this is the royal law. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This is actually in the Old Testament, Leviticus 19 and 18. Even Jesus, his whole teaching is based on this premise that you should love your neighbor as thyself. Paul picks this up in his writing. He talks about love thy neighbor as thyself. And then he ends with you do well. But if you, there's that but, but, but now, if you have respect to person, you commit sin. 
And then he gives an example. If you are guilty of one portion of the law, in other words, if you do not commit adultery and you also do not kill, but if you commit no adultery, but if you kill, then you're a transgressor of the law. So in other words, if you cannot love your brother, you are a transgressor of the entire law. And then here's the law of liberty. All right, now the law of liberty up here in this verse here, we're seeing where it says, thou shall love. Now look at the law of liberty. So speak ye, so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy that has mercy, that showeth no mercy and mercy rejoices against judgment. So the law of liberty is this, it's the freedom. It's the freedom to have a relationship with the poor. It's the freedom to put away your selfish intent and focus on your fellow brother. That's the law of liberty. It's the freedom to do what is right instead of trying to refrain for what is wrong. So I'd like to end, this is a good picture here. Do you see me? Do you see me? So as we end, James is really telling us there is two ethical foundations. There's the royal law and the law of liberty to guide us as believers. These two laws go together. If we see others as our neighbors in need, we must show mercy. We must not discriminate. We must not show favoritism. So James and Jesus show that God loves the poor and we should too. Hey, I want to end with this question right here. Why do we say there are big sins and little sins? And how does God see all sins? Why can't a believer just focus on loving God? Why is loving our neighbor and brother needed? Hey, you all, it's been great. I have a thought to remember is begin with love. Like I said, this is our last lesson in the series. And it is important that we have love for one another. Hey, I see you tomorrow during our Zoom session. Here is the time is at 6 p.m. If you notice there, there's your meeting ID number and the passcode to get in. I really enjoyed this whole series, you all. Thank you for being a part of this lesson.